1: Moderator for
0: tonight's broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. America, happy birthday to you! It's high noon for Friday, July second, twenty twenty-one. Follow the podcast on the Telegram messenger app at t.me. Slash. I'm your moderator, or join the discussion thread at t.me. Slash. I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab at I'm Your Moderator and, hey, who knows, maybe on Getter, if it works, at I'm Your Moderator. The merch site is www.cancelcotour.com. Today is the 163rd day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who was overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history and the father of one of the most despicable sons to whoever walked the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. This weekend, you get to declare your dependence. Also, I would love to extend a warm Friday high noon welcome to all the redeemable communists out there. Hello, commies. Welcome back to America. It's great here. Trust me. And this is right where we want you, redeemables. This is going to be a big weekend for you. Don't know how you started hearing this show, but I'm glad you are because I'm going to tell you what you can do this weekend to migrate back to America from. Jennifer Pasakistan, where you apparently currently reside, all you got to do is get rid of all of those child brains, communist ideas, grow a full size adult brain, understand how lucky you are to live in this country Stop allowing it to be turned into China. So this is what I want from you, redeemable communists. Since you are still, to some measure, communists, simply do not, under any circumstances, agree with all the commie bullshit your friends say. How about that? It's that easy. You're going to be at a barbecue One of them is going to say something about the very violent insurrection and how they're scared of Trump supporters. And all you got to do is be like, "Uh, yeah, I really don't know. How about that? Can you give us that redeemable communist? That is a very, very light assignment. I am 100% certain you can bring yourself to say that. Let's practice. Uh I don't know. <laughs> Got it? And then the commie will be like, what do you mean you don't know? Are you trying to say it wasn't a very violent insurrection? And you can be like, well, you know, on the video, you can see there's some violence. Not really sure who's doing it. The other thing, though, is that I've seen video from inside the Capitol where the police are talking to the QAnon shaman and that wasn't violent. They actually said he could be there, right? You can say that because that's a real thing. It's not offensive. You're just saying, hey, I don't know, man. I think that there might be more to this story because I can see it with my own eyes. You know, and I've I've watched plenty of videos of... The cops letting everyone in and actually waving their arms, telling them to go in. I've seen that with my own eyes. I can show you. You can say that, commies. There's nothing wrong with saying that. You're not racist for saying that. You're saying, hey, I saw a video. That's it. And then show the commie the video. And then be like, hey, here's the video. You know, I'm not trying to convince you anything. I'm just telling you why I'm saying this thing that you think for sure is wrong. Here it is on video. You don't have to get defensive. Just be like, hey, this is my opinion. I just I think it's a really uncertain situation and I don't really want to come down on a side. I certainly don't want to call my my neighbor a domestic terrorist. And I certainly don't want to see Americans politically persecuted and put in solitary confinement just for going to a protest. I thought we were both against that. You hear me, redeemable communist? I am almost sure you can say that at a barbecue. I have confidence in you, even. And I know that that's probably unwarranted. I think it's just a matter of having a bit of faith in my fellow man or woman or other. If your friends are really communist, okay? And so you can say that. Just tell them to watch the video. But then they're going to be like, huh, well, what are you saying? Like, do you think that all that was warranted? Do you believe in the big lie? And just be like, well, you know, I don't know what I believe. I, I would like to see how the audits turn out. Right? You can say that, Kami. That's not going to hurt anybody. They can make fun of the cyber ninjas all they want. Ask them what they know about the cyber ninjas. It'll be nothing. Okay? They don't know anything. Don't be scared. They're not going to hurt you. They're just going to repeat the slogans. And all you got to say is, I don't know. I don't know. You can get that far with them. I'm sure you can. And if they really freak out, be like, well, I mean, didn't you just see what happened in New York City? Like, that's all Democrats. Democrats noticed the problem. Democrats are talking about the problem. They talk about it on CNN. They talk about it on MSNBC. I'm allowed to say it, right? Bring that up to them. And just be like, well, you know, it's just weird that, like, they called all those other people domestic terrorists who are repeating the big lie. But then New York has a problem with 135,000 ballots, and that's just in one city in a primary. You know, they put fake ballots into the count. And they declared that after the result. And now the guy that they don't really like isn't as far ahead as he used to be. So I'm just saying it's weird. I'm not saying like, I believe in any big lie. I'm just saying that like, I read the same news you read and it said that in there. So like, is New York the only place where that can possibly happen? You see, Redeemable communist, this is how much faith I have in you. I think that you can advance the ball that far, right? You don't have to go all in. You don't have to jump on my side. Just admit a little bit of doubt to all those actual communists who are around you and see how they react. See if they get upset at you. See if they are actually offended by you repeating obvious truths that are accepted by both sides, right? That's all you got to do. Just bring up a few little things. Say you don't know. I don't know, but this looks interesting. I don't know, commie. Remember when we both used to believe that there was no way COVID came from a lab and now we're like both pretty certain that it did. Remember how we both called everyone a conspiracy theorist for that? I don't know, Kami. It seems like maybe we've gotten a few things wrong. Like maybe we just need to open our minds a little bit. You can do that. You can do it, Kami. I have got your back. In fact, you do that and I'll be proud of you. You can get a a student visa to return to America briefly. And we'll see how it goes. Like a little test run. I have faith in you. For everyone else who has already migrated back to America or potentially never left, here's what I want you to do at your Fourth of July barbecues this weekend. When a communist is around you and they are saying commie things, don't argue with them, all right? Not at all. Don't defend yourself. Don't defend Trump. Don't defend anything. Just laugh. Just be like, (laughs) you don't actually believe that, do you? That will send these commies into an absolute tailspin. Okay? That is what you have to do. If you want to wreck their brains, don't argue with them. They're not going to listen. You know, if they were going to listen, they would already be open to what you're saying and they wouldn't need the argument. They would be interested in learning why you think what you think. That's how you can tell someone's redeemable. And maybe, you know, a few of the commies venture their way back to redeemable in the next couple of weeks or maybe months before it becomes obvious to everyone. And the only people left as commies are the four to six percent who will be lost forever. And don't go overboard with it. Don't like laugh in their faces. Don't make a scene of it. Just simply be like, (laughs) come on, you don't really believe that. There's no way. Really? Eight months later, you still believe there was nothing wrong with the election? A year and a half later, you still trust Anthony Fauci? That's how you have to be, okay? And you gotta understand, these people, are the last ones in the country who have not realized the simple, basic truth of some of the biggest issues that will ever face them in their lives, right? These people are not threatening to you intellectually. They will try to make you feel bad. They will try to silence you, they will try to shame you, and they will try to otherize you. They'll try to make sure that everyone at the party is on their side and not your side, so you feel isolated. And that's what's going to cause you not to speak. But the thing is, there is no way in hell that you're the only one at that party who thinks what we think, who can see reality for what it is, who knows simple truths, Like the coronavirus was not particularly deadly. The coronavirus originated in a lab and was created through gain-of-function research that the United States government helped to fund through people like Anthony Fauci. Masks don't work. Lockdowns don't work. George Floyd is not a hero. Black Lives Matter is a communist organization. Joe Biden didn't leave his basement, and when he did, no one showed up. They stopped the count on election night. They invented a winner four days later. They kept counting votes for weeks just so they could change other local elections. These things aren't mysteries. They opposed every possible chance at finding out the truth of the election at every single step. They sent hundreds of lawyers to make sure that the truth could never be found out. Judges refused to see evidence. The FBI had informants leading the violence on January 6th. The House and the Senate used what happened at the Capitol on January 6th to avoid having the conversation in front of the nation About election fraud. They fake inaugurated a fake president in a fake ceremony. They staged a fake impeachment against a president who was already, quote unquote, out of office. We know they're lying about everything. And they know we know. And they're doing it anyway. The only people left in the country are under 30% of the entire population, all communists. These are the only people left in the country who still believe all this, believe everything the media tells them. World leaders don't believe Joe Biden won the election. You think they don't know? You think all the other world leaders with Build Back Better in their slogan? don't know how the election of November 3rd, 2020 went. They're confused. They think it was all legitimate. They believe the news. They believe Chris Krebs. They believe that judges who never saw evidence debunked election fraud. Of course not. Everybody knows except them. Okay. Understand that that's who you're dealing with. You cannot be threatened intellectually by people who are the last ones in the entire country to realize the basic truths of the most important issues of their lives. Okay? You are not the outsider. You are a vast, vast majority that is more powerful and much smarter. Every time one person stands up, at least one one person follows. But these days it's more like ten or a hundred. Patriotism basically has its own R naught, and it is way above one. And that's the antivirus. COVID is now way below. And if you don't believe me, then look at what Rasmussen's latest polling numbers show. Okay? I posted this in the info stream, t.me slash I'm your moderator. Hopefully later in the day, we'll get the internals on the polling. We'll figure out exact wording of the questions, the other stuff they polled. But what they did do was tweet one of the questions. How likely is it that cheating affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential election? Very or somewhat likely white, 51 percent black, 49 percent. Other non-white, 56%. Got that? So it's not white people who are the ones out there believing in voter fraud. White and black are basically the same. Other non-white is five points higher than white. So really, this is a racist movement? Only if you define racism as anything that disagrees with with the Democrat Communist Party, which is exactly how they define it. 30% of Democrats believe that it is very or somewhat likely that cheating affected the outcome of the presidential election. 30% of Democrats. That means you could go to a party with almost all commies and some of them will sit there in silence admiring your strength for standing up and telling the truth. I've been there. I've done this. This isn't something I'm making up. They will admire you. They might not speak up right there because they're still afraid of the social punishment. and That just makes them weaklings, okay? But you don't have to be that person. You stand up, I guarantee they're talking to you later in private or texting you the next day. People will admire your courage for standing up and telling the truth. 51% of unaffiliated know that it is very or somewhat likely that Joe Biden won due to cheating. Among Republicans, it's 74%. Great. And this, again, this is why I want to see the whole question, because I want to know what the other options are. They're going to have unlikely or not at all likely, and that'll probably be somewhere in the 20 to 30% range, maybe even in the 20 to 25% range. It could be that low. And then we'll have another, you know, 20-ish percent of people who are unsure, that is a huge number all right if there is only 20 to 30% of the country left who thinks it's unlikely that joe biden won by cheating that is a win okay that means that if you have a you know a mixed group of friends right you're at a barbecue the people who are holding the barbecue are centrist on some level, let's say. Right. I don't believe centrists exist, but these are just polite people who don't want to involve themselves in talking about politics. They'll have some friends there on both sides. You can rest assured that you with our position are in the 70 percent majority. That's how unlikely it is that you're going to offend someone. That's also how unlikely it is that if someone is mean to you or rude to you, That anyone is going to take their side. All right? Do not be scared of these people. They are not scary. They are stupid. Okay? And I'm not trying to be a jerk. But if you're the last people in an entire society to figure out the truth of the most important issues that you could ever possibly face in your life, you are stupid. You are ill-prepared to deal with living in the real world. Got it? That's why they don't treat these people like the child brains they are. Laugh at them. Ask them, come on, you don't really believe that you can't really believe that. Right. And here's another one. Be like, hey, do you think that Vladimir Putin gets his news from CNN and MSNBC? Do you think Vladimir Putin with the Russian intelligence apparatus, and he himself being former KGB, do you think that he hasn't looked into election fraud enough to know that what I'm saying is true? Do you think that Vladimir Putin thinks Joe Biden is a legitimate president? Ask them that. Wait for them to answer. They will not have an answer. They'll try to say that Vladimir Putin probably agrees with us, right? Because Trump and Russia are colluding. And then be like, really? Okay, so Vladimir Putin is lying to himself about the outcome of an election because he's so enamored with Trump. Is that what you're telling me? Vladimir Putin, who is obviously a Russian nationalist, and good for him, he's the president of a nation, he's going to subject the future of his nation. to knowledge he got from MSNBC and CNN rather than his own intelligence agencies and everything he knows about how the world works. You think Vladimir Putin's unaware that there is a deep state? Vladimir Putin is unaware that world leaders come together in Davos. Vladimir Putin is, has never heard of the World Economic Forum. Vladimir Putin doesn't know what they talk about at the G7. Vladimir Putin doesn't know that the Chinese Communist Party is supporting the movement of global communism. Yeah, he's probably real confused about that. Probably confused enough that he believes whatever CNN and MSNBC say. Or, you know, maybe he was just on our side the whole time and he was telling the big lie too. Laugh at them. Laugh at them. Okay? They are almost done. They have no game left. They might get crazy. Everyone else at the party is going to be like, wow, yeah. I think she's kind of lost it. We are winning by a lot. Trump won by a lot. Stop giving these people credit they don't deserve. So those are my rules for the 4th of July. But let's take a little journey into the past and hear Joe Biden's rules for the 4th of July.
3: But I need you, the American people. I need you. I need every American to do their part. And that's not hyperbole. I need you. I need you to get vaccinated when it's your turn and when you can find an opportunity. And to help your family, your friends, your neighbors get vaccinated as well. Because here's the point. If we do all this, if we do our part, if we do this together... By July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families, and friends will be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout and a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together, but it does mean small groups will be able to get together. After this long, hard year, that will make this Independence Day something truly special where we not only mark our independence as a nation, but we begin to mark our independence from this virus.
0: But to get there, we can't let our guard down. (laughs) Remember that. You can have a small gathering this weekend if you're vaccinated, otherwise you can't do it. I need you, I need you, I love you. Please just get the shot. Nah, how about I don't get the shot? How about I'm going to do whatever the hell I want and I am never going to listen to a communist about what I should do to take care of myself. And here's a little bit more from Joe Biden's fake administration. The Farm Bureau put out a study, an analysis they've done, which I guess they do yearly, on how much your 4th of July cookout is going to cost. And it turns out that the cost of your 4th of July cookout this year Has gone down 16 cents. Isn't that amazing? What are you going to do with the savings? Oh, yes, that's right. You're going to pay for an extra tenth of a gallon of gas because that's how much the gas prices have gone up. Cool. Well, (laughs) go wild. Drive another two and a half blocks. To celebrate the 4th of July don't spend it all in one place. that's how you can that's how you can avoid spending it all in one place. Get your car, drive two and a half blocks and congratulations you'll have spent that 16 cents. And here is their imaginary grocery list. okay this is for 10 people by the way. So this is your this is what you get at the grocery store two pints of strawberries. This apparently costs five dollars and 30 cents which is up 22%, but just remember, we're down 16 cents overall. A 13-ounce bag of chocolate chip cookies, eight hamburger buns, which means that two of the guests are shit out of luck if they want a hamburger. Unless you decide to cut all the hamburgers in half and then just see who wants to have a whole one, it'll probably work out as long as we divide it up and, and share and Let's hope that nobody tries to give a reason why they deserve more hamburger than someone else. You know, that would be that'd be a little rough. You don't want to have those kind of fights on the 4th of July about rations and stuff. Uh, two pounds of homemade pasta salad. Oh, wait, the hamburger buns only cost $1.66. So go wild and buy two extra hamburger buns. That'll be about, you know, Forty one, forty two cents. So you know, maybe overall you're going to lose twenty six cents rather than gaining sixteen. But at least everybody gets to have a burger. Uh, two point five pounds of homemade potato salad. Apparently that only costs two dollars and seventy five cents. I don't like potato salad, and I would never make potato salad. So I actually have no idea how much potatoes cost. But one jar of mayonnaise, I would think, costs more than two seventy five. Could be wrong. Two pounds of boneless, skinless chicken breasts, $6.74. Now, I'm certain that that price is wrong, but I do live in cities, so maybe the national average is is less. 32 ounces of pork and beans costs $1.90. Don't know how that's true. Don't want to have that. Two pounds of ground beef is 8.20. The price has actually dropped. Isn't that insane? A couple weeks ago they told us the price of beef was going to skyrocket because of all the cyber attacks. It's almost like those cyber attacks weren't real. a uh, half gallon of vanilla ice cream is is 4.69. All right, that's yeah, I could see that. 3 pounds of center cut pork chops. 11.63. Well, that sounds like a deal. After this I'm going to be prepared to go on the prices right. 2.5 quarts of fresh-squeezed lemonade is $3.65. That sounds wrong, but all right. A pound of sliced cheese is $4.05. So that should be enough for the eight, potentially 10 hamburgers. And then a 13-ounce bag of potato chips is is four ninety-three. I bet it costs less than that. They're going a little overboard on the potato chips here. Maybe they're going for kettle chips. And kettle chips are very good. At some point, you should try the Korean barbecue ones if you ever see them. And, yeah, it's a little weird that potato chips are involved in cultural appropriation. But at least they're not as bad as that uh, trans guy in London. Or I guess I think he's trans. I mean... Is it fucked up to say he looks trans? He does look trans. But he, uh, I guess, got surgery so that he could look Korean because he wants to be a K-pop star or something. And he's mad that he doesn't get to be transracial when other people get to change their gender just willy-nilly, just lopping dicks off everywhere and now you're a woman. And he's pissed off because he can't change his eyes and be Korean and i can't say he has a point but also i guess he does the whole thing is just mind blowing to me so it is what it is uh so that's the uh that's your grocery shopping list and you know it's not we're not too many years down in the uh biden clo- global communist agenda the biden appeasement plan for the chinese communist party so I hope that all that food is still made out of actual food and not just the husks of 17 year cycle cicadas, which we are being told are just delectable. But the key point here is you save a whole heck of a lot of money on those very specific things that they must have bought at a store that doesn't exist under Joe Biden. Isn't that a great plan? All that savings, 16 cents. Gas has gone up a dollar 30 a gallon, but don't worry. 4th of July is going to be spectacular as long as you already have the food and you don't have to drive to a store to get it. Now, I was thinking about what's happened in New York City that even the communists are now admitting. 135,000 test ballots were put into the main count for the Democrat mayoral primary, and they've announced that this massive election-altering mistake was made, and it seems to be made at the expense of Eric Adams, who is the tough-on-crime person in the Democrat field, and I couldn't help but wonder if this is a kind of MAGA knock-on effect. You know, obviously it's Democrat voters voting in the Democrat primary and whatnot, but it's not a mistake that in a city where crime is skyrocketing, people came out and voted overwhelmingly for the guy that seems like he wants to solve that problem. Okay? So that is a whole bunch of people running in the opposite direction of the Democrat-Communist agenda. And I wonder if what happened was that, like Trump in 2016, and we'll see 2020 as well, Eric Adams broke their algorithm. Eric Adams may well have broke their cheating system. They are potentially, obviously, I can't back this up right now. I'm saying that just right out front. But potentially, the Democrats in New York, are so bubbled and so oblivious to what's happening in the rest of the world that they set up their cheating system to get the result that they want and they still got blown out. Their algorithm was broken by another Democrat just for being tough on crime, just for talking tough on crime. I really want to see how this plays out because if that happened, oh, boy, they are much, much, much smaller than we are led to believe. Or maybe it's four muches smaller, because I already believe they're much, much, much smaller than we're led to believe. Put any number of muches on there you want, and I will agree with you. There are basically no communists. <laughs> it's probably like a, a 5 to 10% of the country who's been deciding everything, maybe even less, who are really, really the true communists. And they just, their entire goal is to make everyone else silent and scared enough that they won't realize or speak the fact that no one agrees with the communists when it really comes down to it. And by the way, one more thing about election fraud. If there are redeemable communists in your life, or hey, if I'm talking to a redeemable communist right now, If you want to know that election fraud is true and you want to know why we all thought it immediately last November, go back and watch any of the hearings Rudy Giuliani did. Go to Arizona, go to Georgia, go to Michigan. He did them. Listen to what actual Americans say happened at the election. Yeah, I know they're four hours long. Okay? It's still worth it. You will know immediately, without any doubt in your mind, that we all had more than ample reason to understand that the election was a complete and total fraud last November. It's not a maybe. People aren't just learning this now, they're not just figuring it out. As the news develops, What we're going to hear is all of these centrists who are trying to maintain their reputation. They'll start saying, well, yeah, you know, this news that's coming out really is kind of making me rethink things. You know, obviously no one knew this stuff back then. It's just new information. But hey, it looks like something might have actually been wrong. Okay, commie. Wrong again, but okay. And centrists are just members of the party of false decorum anyway. They're almost definitely Obamis or Romneys who agree with the communists about almost everything. And it'll be a rare instance when they say they disagree. They might disagree about this or that cultural notion like critical race theory. You can have some centrists, some fake centrists who will disagree with critical race theory. Or disagree with political correctness. Or they'll speak out 15 months later about the Wuhan Institute of Virology. You can watch this cycle happen with everything else. And of course, it's going to happen with election fraud as well. And all of a sudden, then it'll be okay for other ones to say it. Because now people, the respectable people, have said, oh, this might be true. So now it's safe to believe it. That's just weakness, all right? There are no centrists. They're just Obamis and Romneys agree with everything else the commies say, and it is just part of their sense of false decorum that they don't want to be associated with those retards because they realize how awful those people are. They don't want to be considered the same way as actual commies. They don't think they're commies. They'll support everything the commies do. They will never disagree with the commies, but they don't want to be associated with them. So they'll claim to be centrists. They're not centrists, and they don't know anything. If they did, they would have realized the simple basic truths about election fraud and about COVID and everything else way sooner. And here's another good exercise for any redeemable communist. Here's a great thing for any of us to ask their redeemable communist friends to do. Just ask them to turn off their news notifications. You know, if I don't know how it works on Androids, I'm sure they have a very similar platform, but ask people, just turn off your Apple news notifications. I'm not saying delete Apple news. Don't do any of that. Just turn off your news notifications. Okay. So you don't get fed a list of stories that you're supposed to read so that you continue to have your views hewed to the central narrative. That simple. Okay, just turn off the notifications. What people will find is that their brains become less polluted. If they want to go read news, fine. Tell them to go read news wherever they want to read it. They want to go to Huffington Post every day or Vox or CNN or whatever. Go ahead. Be like, hey, go right ahead. Search your Apple News for whatever articles you'd like. But turn off your notifications so that you don't have someone else, the corporation, the party telling you what to read and believe. Simple step. Anyone can do it, and it's actually better because those notifications are designed to make you react, right? There's no notification on any app that exists not to get your attention. That's why they're there. And obviously that's a good thing when it's a text message or a telephone call or an email, but it's not the same when you're being told, hey, look at this, or hey, read this, or hey, watch this. That's a different ball game. Just tell them to turn the news notifications off. The change will be dramatic and almost instantaneous. Within a few days, they will stop believing such crazy things. And eventually, they might stop paying attention to politics in general, because the truth is they're only reading the news because someone is telling them something is telling them and just look at the information environment right now. You will understand this is true. You can simply look at what Facebook is doing right now to know that's true. Okay. So yesterday people started talking about this feature that Facebook now has where they will alert you that you might have been exposed to harmful extremist content. It'll just pop up on your screen. They have a write-up in the Post Millennial about this. That's, I'm only telling you that because that's where I'm getting this name from. The actual notification says, Carl, you may have been exposed to harmful extremist content recently. Violent groups try to manipulate your anger and disappointment. You can take action now to protect yourself and others. Your anger and disappointment. Got that? Facebook is telling you that you are angry and disappointed and that's why you hold the beliefs you have and you are just a subject to other people's exploitation. But not theirs, not Facebook's. You have extremists telling you what to think. That's the problem Facebook has with allowing this sort of content on their site. And they're not going to take the content down. They'll leave the content up because they're all for free speech. But they want you to know that this is the content extremists are trying to make you believe so that they can exploit your disappointment and anger, maybe lead you out into violence. They want you to be able to spot the signs, understand the dangers of extremism, and hear from people who escaped violent groups. That is under a label, get support from experts. (laughs) This is real, by the way. I can't believe it's real, but it's real. And that's actually not the worst one of their new notifications. They have a notification that pops up now that says, are you concerned that someone you know is becoming an extremist? We care about preventing extremism on Facebook. Others in your situation have received confidential support. How you can help. Hear stories and get advice from people who escaped violent extremist groups. And then in the Help Center, they have all sorts of examples of extremist ideology. For instance, some violent extremist groups wrongly say that for the United States to succeed, its citizens should all be of one culture. However, there are amazing benefits to diversity, and minority groups like immigrants contribute a great deal to American society. Well, first off, who the hell believes that? Oh, yeah, wait, the Democrat Communist Party fully believes that. That's right. All one culture, their culture. That's what they want. Doesn't matter what color you are. In fact, if you are a different color, it helps them because then they can say that everyone else is a racist, which is lo and behold exactly what they do. For founding fathers like Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, it was a source of pride and patriotism that people from other countries wanted to immigrate to America. Oh, yeah, just like us. Wait, that's what we say. That's what MAGA says. We think it's a source of great pride that people from around the world want to come join the American experiment. It's not that they want to cross the border so they can be in our land so that they can get free medical benefits they want to be in america because of what america is that is a source of pride thank you very much for comparing us directly to george washington and thomas jefferson oh 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 you meant that we were supposed to believe that thomas jefferson and george washington wanted people to come here because global communism was pushing them in our direction And it didn't matter if they were criminals or wanted to be a part of our society or if they were only being brought in to push our society toward communism. I don't think that's what they meant. I don't think that they were for illegal immigrants coming here and flouting our laws. I feel like they wanted to establish a system of laws that would be adequate for preserving society no matter what happened. That's oh, yeah, that's exactly what they wanted to do. So Facebook is spreading misinformation. Washington once wrote, I had always hoped that this land might become a safe and agreeable asylum to the virtuous and persecuted part of mankind to whatever nation they might belong. Okay, yeah, that sounds more like what I'm saying. Hate groups oversimplify problems by blaming them on one group of people. Some groups claim the problem is the immigrants, while others claim it is the Jews, the black community and or another group. Yeah, again, that's you commies. You guys are cheering a white lady who wrote white fragility and now has a book out called nice racism, nice racism. And I don't think she's complimenting someone else's racism by being like, oh, yeah, hey, bro, nice racism. Ah, nice racism you got over there. Fucking neighbors just walking down the street, smiling and waving at each other as if they're complimenting one another's yards. Hey, neighbor, nice racism. <laughs> she's redefining racism as something nice. Got it? And okay, I know what's really meant, all right? Don't be like, uh, oh, uh, oh, oh, that's not what she's saying. I know that's not what she's saying. She's saying that even while we're trying to be nice, our racism is still coming through. I understand. She's still creating a concept of nice racism. Like, yeah, yeah, I know you don't believe you're really racist. What you're doing is just is just nice racism, but it's still a very big problem. And then. Everybody gets to say, well, yeah, I'm not okay. fine. But I wasn't being racist. Like, I, I guess I was being like a nice racist.
2: <laughs>
0: so it's okay. Don't worry about it. Did you know that immigration is linked to decreases in violent crime over the last 50 years? Uh, no, I didn't know that. But it's strange that you said immigration and not illegal immigration because illegal immigration Is the thing everyone's concerned about. And if we're going to believe illegal immigration is linked to a decrease in violent crime, then the question must be asked, are you talking about the country they left? Conspiracy theories about Jewish people were created by Russian secret police in the early 20th century. They were used by Nazi Germany and the Islamic Republic of Iran to justify violence toward Jews. Oh, wait, are you being Islamophobic? Facebook is Islamophobic. Isn't that crazy? So the problem is Russian people, the Russians, the secret police in Russia, created the conspiracy theories about the Jews that led to the Holocaust. So the Russians are responsible for the Holocaust and not the Nazis got it. Okay, well that's that's strange. New to me, I guess. Did you know that Jewish people account for only 2% or 0.2% uh, of the global population and do not exercise any more power or control than any other group? Well, I mean, uh, okay. It's strange that they're not realizing that the primary source of anti-Semitism in our country is people like Louis Farrakhan and his supporters in the squad. All the people who genuinely hate Israel. They're Democrats. And the KKK are Democrats. All of this is very confusing to me. Hateful statements like the ones above are false and often oversimplified. (laughs) So sometimes they are explained with the proper level of complication. They're explained in full. Okay, Facebook, weird wording. But hey, you guys are the ones who understand racism, not me, I guess. They are used by violent extremists to manipulate their followers. Learn more about how to prevent radicalization. We have partnered with Life After Hate, a nonprofit that provides support to anyone who wants to leave hate behind and solve problems in nonviolent ways. You can reach out to Life After Hate confidentially. Oh, good. Can't wait. So Facebook wants you to get support if you are aware of someone in your life who might have extremist views. Extremist views like The virus came from China or China currently has 2 million Muslim Uyghurs in concentration camps right now where the women are raped and sterilized and their heads are shaved so that their hair can be sold as extensions to Western women. The men are beaten and tortured. Everyone is reeducated out of their religious beliefs. No big deal, right? Or extremist views like George Floyd was a career criminal and drug addict who has spent time in prison for violent crimes. Very extremist, I know. Extremist views like there was obvious and overwhelming evidence that the November 3rd, 2020 election was completely and totally Fraudulent, Very extremist. Here's another extremist view. The very violent insurrection was not very violent and not an insurrection. But people are still being persecuted for it. Here's another extremist view. It's not actually a compassionate and good thing that the new fake administration has just created the modern-day slave trade across our southern border. There's an extremist view for you, Facebook. But thank God Facebook has put up these tools so that people can report their friends and neighbors and family members for potential extremism. And this is nothing like the brown shirts. No one's going to come get you at your home. It's not like you actually know your neighbors and they're pointing your house out. They're just pointing you out on Facebook so that Facebook can report you to the FBI as if the FBI doesn't already have access to watch you through Facebook. That's where we are now. We have a corporation that paid a half a billion dollars to steal the country's election, creating a tool so that people can report their neighbors for their extremist ideologies while extremist ideology means anything that does not support the central narrative. That's where we are. And they can come find us. They can censor us and they can take away our freedom. That sounds, yeah, nothing like Nazi Germany. Perhaps it's a Good time to find the George Soros interview on 60 Minutes from many years ago, where he describes what it was like for him in Nazi Germany. In fact, let's do it. Here it is. The video's on YouTube, by the way. You can find it by searching, Is George Soros a Sociopath?
1: These are pictures from 1944 of what happened to George Soros's friends and neighbors. You're a Hungarian Jew Mm -hmm. who escaped the Holocaust Mm -hmm. by posing as a a Christian. Right. And you watched lots of people get shipped off to the death camps. Right.
4: I was 14 years old. And I would say that that's when my character was made. In what way? That one should think ahead, one should understand and, and anticipate events. Uh, and uh, one one is threatened. It was a tremendous threat of evil. I mean, it was a a very personal experience of evil.
1: My understanding is is that you went out with this protector of yours, who swore that you were uh, his adopted godson. Yes, yes. yes. Went out, in fact, and helped in the confiscation of property from the Jews. That's right. I mean, that's, that sounds uh, like an experience that would send lots of people to the psychiatric couch for many, many years. Was it difficult? Uh, uh,
4: not, not, not at all, not at all. It, uh, maybe as a child you don't, you don't see the
1: connection, uh,
4: but it, was, it created no, no problem at all. No
1: feeling of guilt? No. For example, that uh, I'm Jewish. Uh, and here I am watching these people go, I could just as easily be there, I should be there, none of that.
4: Well, uh, of course, I uh, I could be on the other side, or I could be the one from whom the thing is being taken away. Uh, um, But there was no sense that I shouldn't be there, because uh, that was... uh, uh, well, actually, in funny way, it's just like in markets, that if I weren't there, of course I wasn't doing it, but somebody else would would, would, would be taking it away anyhow. It was the, whether I was there or not, I was only a spectator, the property was being taken away. So I had no role in taking away that property. So I had no sense of guilt.
1: Are you religious? No. Do you believe in God?
0: It's always good to remember exactly what we are dealing with here, okay? Now, I've gone over this a million times. If you don't know who George Soros is, just look up the Open Societies Foundation and you can start finding all of the different groups around the world that they fund. Look up George Soros with his Secretary of State program. Look up George Soros with his Attorney General program and District Attorney program, okay? George Soros is funding elections that aren't otherwise funded so that he can put his people in these positions and then they can break the laws and steal the elections for global communism. All right. We're talking about people like Katie Hobbs and George Gascon, the district attorney in Los Angeles, Jocelyn Benson, the secretary of state in Michigan. These are the people we're talking about. These are Soros's people. George Soros also funds Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter style organizations, Antifa. George Soros funds the basically the mirror project of what's happening here in Myanmar, where an election was stolen just like this one. That's Soros. okay? George Soros believes the same things Mark Zuckerberg believes. And Mark Zuckerberg is now doing the same thing that George Soros participated in when the Nazis came. That's who these people are, okay? And they are encouraging American citizens to spy on and report their own neighbors, Understand this for what it is. All right. It's not something else. It's not not that serious. It's not. They're just trying to help avoid real world violence. There's no reason to give these people any benefit of the doubt. Even if you have for this long, you have to stop. Okay. They're asking you to report your friends and neighbors. They are trying to cement in you the idea that your friends and neighbors for disagreeing with you and for disagreeing with the central narrative are violent, hateful extremists. Understand what this is. It is only one thing. It is evil from the very core. Now, I want to talk for a second about Getter and then Talk about how Joe Biden views this weekend, because there's a really interesting clip I'm going to play. But Jason Miller was on the war room this morning talking about Getter, and I signed up for Getter yesterday at I'm Your Moderator. We'll see how it goes. Okay, I'm concerned about Getter. I have an aversion to believing that Jason Miller, who's been by Trump's side for this long is just somehow setting patriots up for a disaster. That's going to be a hard pill for me to swallow if it turns out to be true. I think it's an unlikely scenario right now. But at the same time, I didn't really like the interview on War Room today. And there's a few things about it that bothered me. One of them is that he said that they would be removing hate speech. Now, I'm not a fan of hate speech. I've talked about this a number of times. But you can't just say you're against hate speech without defining what hate speech is and then sticking to a certain definition. Because the problem with hate speech is that the, the marker keeps changing. The definition of hate speech keeps changing. And the broader and broader we make the definition of hate speech, the more and more we get to censor on the basis of hate speech. For a platform to come out of the gate doing that and saying that they're going to delete profiles, delete tweets, whatever it is, they're starting out with censorship. Gab doesn't have that. And Gab does okay. Are you going to see offensive things on Gab? Yeah, you probably are. Block the person who's saying them if it offends your sensibilities. Or have a conversation with the person and be like, hey, why are you talking like that? See how they react. You did your part, right? We can actually have a conversation about what constitutes hate speech and what doesn't. And we can handle that on our own. We don't need an authority to tell us what the no-no words are. All right? Most of us know that there are words that are outside the bounds of polite conversation. One in particular, even though that word is pervasive throughout popular mainstream culture. But the other thing that I'm slightly concerned about is this. And again, no accusations. I think it's probably unlikely that there's anything to worry about. Jason Miller is probably a good guy. But we know Trump hasn't signed up. Sidney Powell hasn't signed up. Linwood hasn't signed up. Mike Flynn hasn't signed up. Beyond that, though, there is actually something concerning about the fact that a new platform is going up right now and that Jason Miller is presenting it as the only place where people can speak freely about things like election fraud and the truth of January 6th. That's patently not true. You can do that on Telegram and you can do it better on Telegram than you can on Twitter or a Twitter style platform. All right. If we can have full on free speech and a lot of people adopt it. Good. But we don't need another platform to do that. Telegram exists right now and it works just great. And I'm not saying Telegram is perfect, but you got to think it's way ahead of where this social media platform is right now. And they're having a whole slew of problems. The official launch is not till Sunday. Hopefully they're using this time to fix those problems. And we'll see maybe Donald Trump on Saturday or Sunday announces that he's going to join the platform. Totally possible. All right. Maybe this is the one. But right now, it also makes sense to be concerned about the fact that we might take patriotic Americans who are willing to tell the truth to the rest of the public and pull them to a place where no one but them will be seeing important messages. I can't think of a worse time with election fraud stuff coming out, Hunter Biden laptop stuff coming out, Joe Biden doing business with Carlos Slim stuff coming out. All of this is coming out just in waves right now, there have been a few really big news days this week. Is that the right time to go to this platform that may well be an echo chamber and a bubble for the next few weeks or few months, even if in the future it's incredible? I mean, listen, if Trump says this is my platform, then people on the left are going to go there. Reporters will go there. Right. They, they won't be able to help it. They will want to know what the environment there is like. And so I understand the force of Trump choosing a platform. That's the one thing that will totally discount what I just said. But if he doesn't go there. We don't need to move from Telegram, which pretty much everyone has adopted at this point, into this new site that may well just be a bubble and an echo chamber. And if Jason Miller is not the loyal MAGA patriot that we assume him to be. That's a pretty good way to make sure that people aren't getting the evidence of election fraud actually out there. So I'm just saying it's something I'm keeping my eyes open for. Right. I'm open to the idea that we are wrong about Jason Miller. I hope we're not. I'm not trying to slight the guy in any way. But I heard a few things in that interview That caused me some concern, and so I'm going to try to be discerning about my experience on Getter, and I think we all should be. Now, let's listen to Joe Biden today and how he is modeling the conversation around difficult issues for this weekend.
3: I'm not going to answer any more uh, uh, question on Afghanistan. Look, 4th of, uh, about concerned
2: concerned about 4th of July.
3: I'm concerned that you guys yeah. are asking me questions that I'll answer next week, but I'm, this is a holiday weekend. I'm going to celebrate it. There's great things happening. Economy's going faster than any time in 40 years. We've got a record number of new jobs. COVID deaths are down 90%. Wages are up faster than any time in 15 years. We're bringing, out our, bringing our troops home. We have uh, all across America, people are going to ball games and doing good things, this is a good, I'll be, I'll answer all your negative questions, not negative, your legitimate
0: questions. So the enfeebled usurper of the free world does not want to answer any questions about Afghanistan until next week because they're negative. Got it? He's modeling behavior for communists this weekend. People are going to see each other in person, many of them, perhaps even for the first time in a long time, like you got to figure that some people will be back together for the first time in over a year. And he wants to be sure that people aren't having conversations with one another, not about serious issues. Those are all negative. Let's just talk about how great it is that Joe Biden is the president. And you might think I'm reading too much into it and maybe you're right. But let's also remember Joe Biden didn't think of this himself in the video, which you can see on the info stream. He is looking down and reading off his cards for almost the entire time. People are thinking about these things and they're thinking about them this way. If the communists didn't care and didn't worry about people seeing each other in person, They would have never locked us down and tried to convince us to wear masks. That's always been the goal. Why'd you lock down restaurants? Why'd you lock down bars? Why'd you lock down sporting events? Why'd you lock down churches? To keep people away from each other, especially in a place that they might be having fun and that they might be talking about the real world. He's modeling behavior. I know it seems like there's no way that he could have the wherewithal to do that. I don't think that he's the one who set it up. This is the approach that he was given on the note cards. He's not going to answer any of the tough questions. They're very legitimate questions, of course. And I really am the president. But we should put those off because they're too negative for us to talk about on this very festive weekend that we just tried to replace with Juneteenth two weeks ago. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, the enfeebled usurper of the free world, Joe Biden. I hope you all have a happy 4th of July. Celebrate your asses off. Wear some red, white, and blue. Wave some flags. Drink some beer. And don't eat potato salad. I'll be back potentially on Monday. I'll do an episode if it feels right. If a lot happens during the weekend, maybe I'll do one Sunday night or something like that. But otherwise, if it is appropriate, I'll take the holiday off like many of you will, and I'll be back Monday or Tuesday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic, and Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Goodbye.